0: So I'm speaking with a composer, singer, songwriter Yoakim Horsley, who just released uh, his new album "Combinations," available on iTunes and Amazon MP three. Uh, Yo uh, also composed the the score for Rapture Palooza, the ap- apocalyptic comedy that stars Craig Robinson, Anna Kendrick, Ken Jeong, and Rob Corddry. Uh, Yo has orchestrated sh- sco- such scores as Anton Sankos, The Possession, and Rabbit Hole. Thank you so much for uh, speaking with me today, Yo.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, to, to, to start, uh, I guess let me ask you, what does music mean to you personally, and what led you to the scoring path?
1: Oh, music means everything to me personally. I, I, certainly, I feel like it's taken over my whole life happily. Um, you know, I, I started out in music uh, with my band Little Horse. We were a two-piano rock band. We still are a two-piano rock band. Uh, and we were focused on doing songs that were actually quite narrative in nature like for example we adapted a sherlock holmes song called the final problem on one of our earlier records uh which was it was sherlock holmes story from mm-hmm. from uh, the final problem we adapted that to a song and we'd always been interested in kind of taking stories and uh, finding a way to express that in music and um when i moved to new york city uh i started working in jingles and from there um still was really, really interested in, in, in telling stories. So I, I basically found uh, student filmmakers at Columbia Film School and NYU and asked them if I could write music for their shorts. And luckily a few of them said yes. And uh, that's really kind of how it started, just scoring student films. And um, I continued to do that, uh, especially for students at Columbia Film School. And um, eventually my wife actually went to school there through the directing and writing program. And so she and I continued to work on stuff too. And uh, then we moved out to California in 2009, and that's actually where I got more into orchestration. I met um, Anton Sanko, and we worked on a project called Great Migrations. And uh, since then, I've been, um, you know, working more or less steadily in orchestration and in composition. And the entire time I was uh, uh, doing all this, of course, I was still writing songs. You know, Little Horse wasn't going to be as active now that I was out west, mm-hmm. but uh, I was really focused on. Uh, continuing that aspect of of things. It's always been really important to me to write songs. I I really enjoyed it. And uh, that's how um, my new album, Combination, started. I I decided, since I was so immersed in film music, I thought it'd be interesting to take a cinematic film scoring approach, if you will, to writing songs. So each of these songs is kind of a little film score but instead of a film score for a motion picture narrative, it's for a lyrical narrative. Right, so, right. that was that was kind of where uh, where I was going with that. And here we are, three years later, after working on the project on and off uh, between you know film projects. Um, it's done.
0: Well, that's great, and it's it just released today on iTunes, Amazon MP3. So, congratulations on that.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. And
0: uh, I have to tell you, and I'm not just, you know, ass kissing when I say this. Your songs have been, like, literally stuck in my head since the concert. And, oh, you wow. know, I got out of the car this morning after arriving at work, and all of a sudden, you know, um, in my head it's like, we're under too much pressure. <laughs> 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 I'm like, your, your lyrics are catchy. The melodies, they hook the, and the whole package that resonates with the listener. And your sound, I have to tell you, is so unique, and I don't know... If Thanks. I could describe it, because I feel you're spread across so many genres that you make a genre of your own, how would you describe your own sound to people who've never heard you before?
1: Well, I, I mean, I've certainly said the very general thing that it's cinematic pop mm-hmm. for, for the reasons I guess I, I just described. Um, but, you know, I I kind of think of my music as sort of a universal music. At least that's what I, I hope it is. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm not a big fan of genres. I think genres are something right. that... Uh, the commercial music business has come up with to just try to help people find things and sell products, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But in terms of um, actually something that is, you know, useful for for people for find for for describing what they like, I, I don't think it's particularly helpful. I mean, the fact that, you know. Uh, Classical music is a genre that spans hundreds and hundreds of years, and then then jazz music is so incredibly diverse, and world music, everything that's not in the U.S. is lumped into one big category. It doesn't make any sense. And besides, I don't know anybody who likes just one kind of music, and um, I think there's gems in every kind of music. And uh, what I'm most interested in, I guess this is part of the reason I call the album Combinations, is bringing things together. So, um, you know, a lot of people, um, because there's a lot of piano in the music, they they tend to think of, I guess, I've heard a lot that, you know, they ask me if I'm inspired by Elton John, which is absolutely the case. It's just that, um, you know, I, I'm thinking about so many different kinds of cultures of music. I, I listen to a lot of uh, Angelique Kidjo, she's one of my favorite artists, she's a, a great world artist, you know, and classic things like Earth, Wind and & Fire, and, you know, all, all these things made a big impression on me. Um you know when I was young, and uh, you know. So I'm sorry I don't have a short answer for <laughs> what genre my music is. I really, I really think that uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I suppose it is pop music, but it's I, I'm, I'm trying really to uh, break those walls down um, very intentionally. But I'm also at the same time just writing what I think will sound good for each song. So um, again, much like a film score, I think it's important to just um, focus on what the song needs. So this requires kind of you know, doing things that are hopefully a little bit outside the box. I mean, even though it's it is somewhat of a mainstream sound, I I, I wasn't trying to do something intentionally obscure, but I did want to bring in um, music that maybe spans different cultures and ideas. So, um,
0: which you did successfully, I think. That's why I had such a hard time putting like I can't you can't really define it and lump it into one category which i think is a a good
1: thing (laughs) oh thanks i appreciate that and i i i i I hope actually for that you know i i uh Mm -hmm. i I, but yes i mean i've i've been trying to call it cinematic pop because i suppose i do have to fit into the commercial (laughs) world in some way but um but yes i i in in all seriousness i really like bringing a lot a lot of things together and that's that's actually what turns me on doing doing odd different things um for 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 different songs Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: so you mentioned some of your influences uh, for your songwriting. Uh, uh, do you have the same or different influences when it comes to your score writing?
1: Um, well, the thing about a score is it's uh, it's it's always about the story of a film, mm-hmm. right? So uh, it's you know you have to think about. I think you have to think about creating a, a world that supports a narrative first and foremost. So that is really the the priority and. I think it's um, required that a film composer really learns about as many genres of music as possible, um, which I enjoy doing. Uh, but for example, in Rapture Palooza, uh, you know, it's 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 a comedy with a lot of different kinds of music. It's a, First of all, because there's an Armageddon happening, you know, big, over-the-top orchestra was certainly required. Mm-hmm. But as uh, the director, Paul Middleditch, describes the film as the apocalypse at the end of your driveway, uh, he... <laughs> he was very much interested in, in, in things that also sounded kind of uh, I- intimate and interesting. So a lot of the stuff is actually small ensemble stuff, instruments that I played, like organ and piano and guitar and kind of odd instruments put together. And we both kind of have a, have a love for Isaac Hayes. So, um, you know, Craig Robinson, who's is just hilarious as the right, Antichrist, right. is just going on and on and on and relentlessly hitting on Anna Kendrick's character throughout the film, and it's just so funny. So there was just great opportunity to do some of that, you know, uh, sexy funk. And I thought that was that was really, really cool. I really enjoyed doing that. And, uh, you know, the director, Paul, is just, you know, really brilliant about music and knows lots about music. So we, uh, we had a lot of fun putting that all together. So, again, you know... It, rapture palooza a lot like everything else i do it's really kind of all over the map you know i'm really i'm really interested in trying to tell a story and mm-hmm. that requires that there's a lot of different kinds of music in in a broad you know uh kind of you know sense so um that's that's uh, that's all part of it i think a film composer needs to know a lot about many many genres in order to really um keep up with Keeping things fresh, right. which is a real challenge, of course.
0: And um, and Raptor Palooza, I mean, it's a comedy, so and I think comedies are probably the hardest for composers to. I mean, to get a really successful comedy score, right, I think right. it's so difficult. So when you're approaching this um, this movie, I yeah. mean, what is? How do you? When are you spotting the film? Like, what, when do you? When does the music help the comedy? Do you just let the the actors and the dialogue play the comedy out? Do you enhance it with your music? Like, what's the approach there?
1: Well, um, the actors always have to dominate. You never want to step on the actors in any way with music. But then again, I I don't think music should be cowering in the corner either. It it can do a lot to help a scene. Mm -hmm. Um, In many ways, when people watch the film, I really don't necessarily want them to um, think about the music or even really recognize what the music is doing at all times. It's really more to support what's going on, especially during some of these dialogue scenes. And there's a lot of improvisation, I imagine. I'm to I, I understand there's a lot of improvisation. You know, I didn't see it until it was done, and it looks perfect to me. So, uh, But I, I think it's just so funny. Sometimes it's just you just create a little bit of a mood and stay out of the way. And then during some of the transitions, you know, you, of course, let the music explode in, in certain parts. Uh, but, yes, I mean, ultimately you have to be very, very careful. And um, you can never... You can never step on what's going on in the story. You always have to. It's always about the story. It's it's not about the music in, in any film, and in particular in a comedy, you have to be very sensitive that um, your timing is good because right, right. Uh, obviously everyone knows that that timing is everything in comedy, and um, so so. So tempo is crucial for, for the score, you have to make the tempo just right, um, and of course you have to know when to stop. <laughs> that's, that's actually the, one of the most important things, is when to just stop doing music altogether. You know, a lot of times when I was like, you know, maybe, maybe this cue isn't working or something's not working here, the best decision was just to stop music. And stopping it at just the right time is the challenge, I think, with scoring and comedy.
0: It's, it's. I think it's another genre, too. A composer needs to know when to pull back and let the the dialogue, the sound design, kind of play too. So that's an important characteristic Ab- to have.
1: Absolutely, it's funny. the the more The more I write for film, the less music I think is required. <laughs> um, especially when the film is good. Certainly, right. if a film is trouble, I can imagine you might want to write a lot of music. But Rapture Blues is really good, and and you know, so it was it was just enough music to. To just to work and and nothing more and and let all these great comedians do their thing so Mm -hmm.
0: so when you approach a project and be it Raptor Palooza or anything else uh, and you sit down and you're talking with the director or you're reading the script uh, what inspires your creativity the most is it the characters the plot uh, the setting I mean it's probably a combination of everything but really what hooks you and says this is what I'm gonna start writing for kind of immediately
1: well, I think that the the message of a movie is really important mm-hmm. because um, the music is there. Music is co- sort of the soft sell of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So when a, a story is being told, um, there's a there's the story, then there's kind of the subconscious message. And in Rapture Palooza, my takeaway was you kind of have to live for today. You know, mm-hmm. don't take don't take your life so seriously. Take care of each other. Um, You know, just and live for today. That's kind of the the simple central message, and all this madness that happens, right? Even though it's a comedy, I think it has a really positive, positive message here. Um, And so, for me, I thought the music just has to be primarily. It has to be fun. It has to be fun. It has to help that spirit. Um, It 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 certainly can't take itself too seriously. And in in this particular case, um, you know, we we jumped around to. All the fun music in every genre, really. Like, like I said, the Isaac Hayes stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. I mean, how fun is that, right? So that was that was a blast, and and doing some of this over the top, you know, orchestra stuff, uh, you know, choirs and and huge orchestra. That that was just that's just a blast. And uh, so and, and then a lot of stuff that um, kind of nods to the kind of thing I think uh, John Bryan is doing. You know, kind of quirky yeah, instruments yeah. and and all that stuff is great. And um, you know. So we just try to keep it really light and fun and and help that narrative. And ultimately, I think that that focusing on that subconscious, psychological meaning of a film, even in absurd, hilarious comedy, uh, is really important. And as long as the music kind of uh, hooks into that, I I think it can be a successful score.
0: And I I really love what you did. In your concert, when you had that little piece, your little ode to the asteroid. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And for people who didn't, who, you know, who of course weren't there, but what well, he did, he played a, a little piece from the film and a nice piano piece with trumpet. And it was a love song for the asteroid and then just stomp at the end.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, I mean, that was. Um...
1: Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed that. The uh, that was a lot of the a lot of the the comedy in the movie is actually the music is very straight. You know, it's not quote unquote comedy music. The right. music is is playing to what the characters are believing. Like they're they're in love. They're taking this absurd scenario seriously, where where Craig Robinson is the Antichrist and they're gonna figure out how to take him down. They're taking this scenario seriously, and um, so the music has to be with these characters. Of course, you know the music can't be, you know jokey jokey at that point right. and so a lot of times uh, the joke was of course to, to have this sincere sweet music and then absolutely obliterate the music <laughs> with some terrible thing happening to them um, you know which happened of course every five minutes during the apocalypse so uh anyway uh so yeah that was that was that So. <laughs>
0: Well, to, to wrap up, I always like to, to ask composers this one question. If you could score any film ever made with no disrespect to the original composer and pretending that the original score never existed, which film would you choose?
1: If I could rescore any film ever made? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I'll tell you. One of my favorite films is, uh, wow. Wow. That's a really tough question. Uh, you know, you know. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with with my what might be kind of a tacky answer, but I, I really love. Um, I actually think the score for Finding Nemo by Thomas Newman uh, is one of the most great scores for an animation ever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, yeah. And and uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't beat that music. There's no way I could. But uh, I think that what i like about that score and the reason i would love to do that or do mm-hmm. i guess do a film just like that is because I, I think they do such a good job of um you know obviously it's a it's a family movie but they do such a good job of kind of a multi-tiered message uh of you know basically you know letting people uh grow and develop on their own and and let let them do things on their own and take their own initiative and grow confidence on their own. It's it's actually a really powerful message, and uh, I think I would love I would love to have done that because, um, you know, that's something I think about all the time in music is mm-hmm. is is how to, you know, how to how to you know, I guess, be the best that yourself can be and 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 reach down and make something special from somewhere very very deep that maybe connects to everybody. And, uh, so I know that's, I should say something like Citizen Kane or Shawshank Redemption, some of these amazing films of all time, but I, I, am going to go with Finding Nemo on this one. Well, that's
0: a great pick. I oh, that's a, I love yeah. that score. Tom's name is one of my favorites. Like Wally, I got Wally brings me to tears too. So.
1: Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's, he's, he's outstanding. He's one of the best. I mean, I really, I, I love his music quite a bit. I think he's a master of musical dramaturgy. Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been such a great pleasure to chat with you, and thanks for the concert and, and Combinations. is an absolutely terrific album, so I think everyone should go out and check it out, listen to the samples, get the, the album on iTunes. So uh, thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much, Kai.
0: I appreciate it. So turn back the clock and fall into my arms To the greatest love you've ever
1: seen I'll show you what I've got when we start from the top We'll get the- I never meant for things to turn so cold. Look in your heart and I'm sure you'll see we'll stop this love from fading. Time can be almost just like they always say.